Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of A Little Wiser. This is Kimmy Culp, and I am here with the talented Erica Gerard, famed producer of All the Wiser podcasts. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to say ragtag for some reason. I just had it in my head. You were going to say ragtag producer. No, that word is way too dorky for me to say. <laughs> well, I guess I want to start by saying that launching these mini episodes has been really, I think, fun for us to have conversations together and also exploratory, figuring out what... Um, what to bring you guys, the listeners, which really resonates. The first few, we were really topical with COVID and Black Lives Matter and really responding to what was happening in the world. But I told you, Erica, I wanted to play around with this idea of our journalistic shops and digging deeper into what I believe are fascinating topics because we've covered everything from solitary confinement to shark attacks to undercover spies and use our journalistic instincts and just highlight um, more about um, these topics so you can learn more and be more informed and then also just share the things that really resonate. So we're going to play with that today and would love to hear what you guys think about a little wiser. And we're going to talk about Brad Brown and the campfire in Paradise, California, and Brad's interview. So Kimmy and I both live in Southern California, and we are no stranger to wildfires. Sadly, they've become uh, almost a yearly occurrence these days. I think you remember last year we had all these issues recording because I was evacuated for four days and the kids' schools oh, yeah. were closed. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, and everyone was racing to pick up the kids and saw the fire. So it is it is a way of life, sadly. Um, but really, the campfire was, first of all, the deadliest and most destructive fire in the last century in California. And the numbers are staggering. 11,000 homes were burned. And as of fall 2019, 11 had been re rebuilt of those 11,000 homes. And just to paint a picture of what that meant for a small town of Paradise, that was the equivalent of 91% of the homes in Paradise. Yes. And the population went from 26,000 to 3,000. Mo uh, most people, it sounds like, essentially fled or moved out of the state because of the fear of wildfires and did not return because they considered it... Um, you know, the representation of the most horrific, scariest day of their lives, or, you know, they lost somebody to that fire. So, I mean, catastrophic by any measure when you can wrap your head around the destruction and the loss in, the, in that town. And I think one thing that, that's interesting, if we take you into a snapshot of where 
paradises today because Brad Brown was doing this interview with all the wiser from paradise in the middle of COVID is that he is one of very few people who remain in a town that is essentially still burned down. And I was reading that the mayor had said um, we were victims, then we were survivors, and now we will be pioneers to rebuild this town. So Brad is one of those pioneers working to rebuild the town with new safety measures and even, you know, escape routes and roads, which is crazy to think of that in place. But Erica, I know there was, you know, topically, as we talk about current affairs, as we're editing this interview with Brad, there was a massive headline that you immediately emailed to me. So why don't you share that piece of it? Yes, it was a total coincidence, but uh, a few weeks ago, PG&E, who is the uh, utility company here in California, pled guilty to 84 counts of manslaughter. And it was a big deal because the CEO of PG&E sat there and listened to victims one by one come forward and talk about the people they lost, talk about their brothers, their sisters, their mothers, how their lives will were ruined, will never be the same again. It was a rare moment of acknowledgement of incredible negligence on behalf of this utility company, which has monopoly here in California, as most utility companies do in their states. You know, what happened was the high voltage power line that caused this fire was over 100 years old. It was built before World, World War II. And PG&E, they started reducing their inspections from three times a year to one time every five years. And so this was really a case of just horrible, horrible greed of negligence um, the the part that was broken that was responsible for this entire thing that caught, that took the lives of eighty four people costs thirteen dollars to replace. That's it. Yeah, you know the CEO of PG and E who is now filing for bankruptcy. Um, eighty four times the judge read the names and he said back guilty, Your Honor, as as he should have because they were responsible. So yeah, hopefully now you understand where paradise is today as a community, which is clearly still such a sad, grim, but maybe hopeful, Hope you know, with, with Brad and people like their brave mayor. And you also understand why the fire happened and the consequences of, of the negligence. So I think... Hopefully that is, you know, informative to you or interesting and new. And then I, Erica and I both just want to share what stuck with us personally or really resonated. So Erica, what was your kind of like key moment that, that made you think or and when you were editing, what did you think? Okay, this really stuck out with me. I mean, first of all, this man has been through the ringer. I mean, he loses his wife and then months later he loses his town. It's, it's just unfathomable how he gets out of bed every day. Um, but one thing that he said, which just I thought was a really um, great question 
to ask oneself when you are going through something difficult and traumatic in life, which is kind of what we're all going through right now. And he said, tomorrow is a new day. What can I learn from the circumstances that I went through? What's the meaning of it? Sometimes it's not always obvious then, but just to be open to realize that maybe someday this will have meaning. And if not, it's something that I can personally learn from. I loved that he said that sometimes it's not always obvious. You know, how many times while you're going through the thing, you know, you don't know what to make of it. Of course, sometimes there's like a self-pitying type of thing. Like, why did this happen to me? Woe is me. But for me, that's never been helpful. But what is helpful is what can I learn from this? Because if you can't learn from your tragedy, you never evolve and there's no growth and there's no healing. Yeah. I mean, his, as you said, he lost his wife to cancer, became a single father of two teenagers his entire town burned down, including almost him and ICU patients that he had loaded into the back of his minivan. <laughs> I'll never look at a minivan in the same way. Don't come to my house. <laughs> Three kids. And you a have dog. a minivan? Oh yes. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. It's very upsetting. <laughs> um. So he. Yeah. So what he went through, and then all in eighteen months, you lose your wife to cancer. You live through the deadliest fire in California, witnessing death and destruction all around you, including propane tanks exploding, driving by burning cars, um, houses burning down, trees falling in the road uh, with with patients. I mean, the, calling your children to say goodbye. I mean, he talks about oh, all of this God. in the interview. Um, and thinking he's going to die, rightfully so, because he's surrounded by flames. And people are dying around him. And then it, it all seems very light in comparison of COVID and a quarantine, but then a global pandemic for eight for 18 months in a person's life. And so your, his resilience stands out. I'm a very visual person, which is why I always try and paint the picture. And there's some aerial footage that I keep telling you about. And you're like, well, can you get it? <laughs> <laughs> which I can't because I don't own it. Um, but we are going to try and get you guys some footage on social media. The, uh, Lisa Ling did a documentary and it's an aerial of his home, which stayed intact. And it gives you chills because everything around it is burned. I mean, you think, how in the world is this house spared? And he talked about, he's a man of clearly great faith. He's a chaplain. And we all have our spiritual beliefs, but his is very much a belief in a high, higher power. And, you know, as he, as he said, the people in his community said a lot of them as they got out of the fire were closing their eyes and praying for their family because he had just lost Malia, his wife, months before. And that was the home where Malia loved and cared for and created memories with her family. So it gave me chills to think that there, they kept their home and they returned to it. And that was the place of the memories of their mother and their family. So I just, I, I, you know, I had heard that, but when I saw the footage, my jaw dropped. And yeah, I mean, I think he's a, a testament to resilience. He certainly is optimistic by nature. You know, we don't know 
the pain he experiences at two in the morning alone, but I imagine um, it's still very real. But his commitment to loving a town that loved him through his wife's battle and his family's battle and his commitment to love them right back. I mean, that's that's for me what the story's about at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, no, he was committed. He was faithful. He is clearly hugely compassionate, but he's also incredibly brave. I mean, the kind of courage that it must have taken to drive through a wall of smoke and flames, not knowing what's on the other side. I mean, can you imagine having to make that decision? No. And he, so you imagine escaping your town that's on fires with very few ways out, complete gridlock and panic. You drive past that the opposite way of everyone trying to get out. And you know, your kids are still at home, but his commitment was I'm the chaplain at the hospital we have to get everyone out. That is my job. I am doing it. And he did it. <laughs> he did it. And he got his kids out over the phone and walking them through step by step. And he got his patients out and he got himself out and he returned. I mean, it's CNN um, profiled him as a hero. And um, I love the saying, heroes don't wear capes. And in this case, I'm not sure what his chaplain attire is, but heroes in paradise wear chaplain attire at the hospital. <laughs> I also love the fact that um, his favorite show is Magnum P.I. Yes. And that I asked him at the end, because <laughs> in my rapid fire question, sometimes I say, what's your favorite curse word? And then I was like, is that appropriate? And he's like, it's not appropriate for me. <laughs> I know. That was so funny. <laughs> but he thought it was funny. He has a sense of humor. I said it with humor. I knew he wasn't going to answer. Um, oh. Anyways, as always, we hope that you learn something new. We hope you... Um, are as captivated by him and as, as moved by him and the community of paradise as we are. And we would also love your feedback on if you like what you're hearing on these episodes. Erica and I are so passionate about you guys, our listeners, because that's everything. That's why we're doing this. And we want to create content that you love at the end of the day. And I don't even like the word content because it seems so like, I don't know, business, transactional. We want to tell you stories and bring you information and work hard to tell you things that are worth your time and hopefully matter. So let us know what you want to hear. What do you want to hear more of? What do you want to hear less of? Um, are you down with this new format of diving deeper into our regular episodes I love this show. I love our audience. I love you and Brad Brown. We love you. We're so grateful for your trust in us and sharing your story. And you guys, thank you for showing up and listening. We know the world and our habits have changed with COVID and quarantine and Zooming and homeschooling. And we are here for you and we're excited over this summer. We're working on so many interesting stories. So take care of yourself. And tune in if you haven't already to Brad Brown's episode. If not, just go back to episode one and listen to everyone on repeat. Sounds good. And keep Paradise, California in your thoughts. Uh, these towns 
that go through so much. They really need us uh, to not forget them. And we won't forget you either. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. That was a really good sign-off. <laughs> it was? Oh, it was really good. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to try and sign off because we'll just end it with that. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.